and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and possibly recommendations for whatever we read this week. Amy, what was that? We read The Foundling by Georgette Heyer. Correct. Would you like to do the spoiler-free recap? I will. This is set in the Regency (laughs) period. And this is one of Georgette Hayes' novels that has a male protagonist and we spend most of the time with that male protagonist. I would say almost all of the time with that male protagonist. It's... Except when we jump to, like, other... There's not, there's not like, a female protagonist that you spend more time with. No, but the title character is a female character. We don't meet for ages. But yeah. basically, the premise of this is it follows the Duke of Sale, known as Gilly, who is a really sweet but not massively assertive young man. He became man the Duke. When he was... As like, a baby. A month old, and he and was sickly. He was very sickly. All of the, he had had many predecessors, like as in he had had many older male siblings who had died much younger. He was the last remaining, and he was left to his uncle Lionel to sort of Raise. bring him up. And everyone loves him. All the people, his servants, love him. They've all been with the family. Uncle since Lionel the last. is like raising him to be a duke. Like he he isn't he doesn't. They're not trying to overthrow him at all. No, they're all really, really, really supportive from him. But Gilly, like, they just meddle in his existence to the nth degree. Like, he goes, I think I'd like to wear that jacket today. And his valet's like, oh, no, you can't wear that one. You have to wear this one. And he's like, okay. And then the sort of catalyst comes when his uncle Lionel is like, and I've arranged a marriage for you and you're going to go and propose to Lady Harriet who will be the perfect bride to you. And... You seem to like her. Like, I've even taken that into account. And I think she's expecting it. And he's like, oh, my God, seriously? So he Have goes, you spoken to her? And he's like, well, not in so many words. But I've spoken to her parents. Yeah, so Ugh. it's kind of like the meddling isn't bad enough that you would expect Gilly to turn around and be, like, angry at his family. Like, so it's all done quite respectfully. but and it's very still, well-meaningly. Yes, but, but he's it's like, very... I'm, yes. I'm just... And and he doesn't want to offend anyone or hurt anyone's feelings. Well, which no, is because why they he, love him. I know. And, yeah. and so he's like, I can't. Because his cousin, Gideon, who's Uncle Lionel's son and is in the military, is like, well, can you just say, go away? And he's like, oh, but if, but he's known me my whole life. Yeah. And, and he's only doing it out of love. Yeah. And Gideon's like, I wash my hands of you, Gilly. So Gilly decides one day. That well, there's an issue. There's an, well, his, his younger cousin, Matthew, yeah. brings a problem. To Gilly, yeah, which is that he had a little bit of a sort of fling with this young woman, and he's now being blackmailed by this guy who claims to be her father. Yeah, that she thought he was going to marry her, and now it's that- a breach of promise. Yes, suit. exactly. And he, Gilly, decides this is my moment. I'm going to sort this problem out for you. Gilly thinks that if he's interested in what would life be like if he was just plain old no one from nowhere. Yeah. So he decides, he gives himself an alias, and he goes incognito to go and meet the blackmailer and sort this problem out. But he also pretends to be... Just an average gentleman. No, he pretends to be his cousin because the man has never met him. Yes, but then, so he... In their first meeting, he pretends, that's what he says, he's like, has he ever seen you? And Matthew is like, no, we've never met. And he's like, well... I'll go and be him because they think he's blackmailing him because of his connection to the Duke of Sale. So Gilly goes and deals with the blackmailer. Yeah. Along the way, so it's basically it's 
sort of a little like Gilly's it's a coming adventures. Of age. Coming, it's a of coming of age. Coming of age. He's learning independence and to be able to be more assertive, and he does that through these varying little adventures. And basically, what happens is on his journeys, he collects ta- people he has to take care of. He collects strays, so yeah. he collects Belinda, the foundling of the title, who's this absolutely stunning, beautiful young woman who is the one that his cousin Matthew apparently was going to marry. But she has zero brains. All she wants is a pretty dress. A purple dress. Yeah. A purple silk dress and to marry this guy called Mr. Mudgley, who she can't remember what his first name was or where he lives or anything. Yeah. And he also comes across a a young schoolboy who's run away from his tutor and ends up having all of these ridiculous adventures with these young people. Yeah. And discovers along the way that... He is very responsible (laughs) and adult enough already. Is actually capable of great things. So it's And then at the end his love story gets sorted out. Yeah, but it's less of a romance in the Georgia and it's a lot more of a, you know, this young man's journey to find Find out who he is and find his his strength and his character. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, that's the right amount of things to say. Was that good? Well done. That was perfect. Yay! I was worried you were going to keep going and I was like, we don't need to. We don't need to retell the whole story. It is quite, like, it's one of her longer books. It's quite It sure is long. (laughs) How about you throw it at me now? Yeah, and on that note... So, okay, I audiobooked this one. I'm going to start by saying that was a mistake. Sometimes it's hard because when I am listening to something, you can't choose to not read or skim read or skip the bits that you're like, oh, this bit's boring. And so by the end of it, you've read an abridged version without deliberately meaning to. And you just engage less with some bits of it. As an audiobook, that's really hard to do because I'm also not the person who can tune out of parts of a conversation. Like if you're speaking to me, I'm listening to everything you're saying. Like I can't turn it off. So audiobooks, I'm hearing everything. And the beginning of it is quite slow. Oh, my God. Understatement of the actual century. It takes a bit of time to get going. It takes probably the size of one of Georgette Hayer's shorter novels to get going. Like, you've read a whole novel before this novel starts. And it's all, like, we get it. Everyone is well-meaning to Gilly and really talks very down to him. And it's very Georgette Hayer in that it is really authentic. Like, the upper classes are literally this boring. The conversations in drawing rooms, literally this tedious, but I feel like this was that moment where I wanted some creative license. That would mean I did <laughs> not need to engage with to the it. End. Yes. So I did that. I skipped a ton of the book and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm still fine. Like, as in, I just started skipping. And again, it's an audiobook. So you can't flick through and just read bits no, you here just and there. Have to go. You just have to be like, I'm just going to skip. Like, I'm just going to scroll up the chapters until I think I'm about. I'll go to chapter nine. What happens here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was still at the homestead being like, I should make a decision about something, but I don't want to ruffle any value. Oh, Gilly, let's talk about evening dress and who's coming to dinner. This is the 50th dinner. I don't need it in this much detail. Skip to chapter 18 and see what's happening there. So, yeah, I had to engage with it like this. I will say the foundling herself was fun. The engaging, the scene with the uncle, with not the uncle, but whoever is her, like, oh, dude who's... Mr. Swithwin. Yeah, who's trying to do the blackmailing. Yes. 
that was super fun. And seeing Gilly in that scene was great. And then the immediate bit afterwards where he like deals with Tom and deals with her, also awesome. So look, this book had great moments for me. And maybe if I'd read it as a physical book, I Mm. might have skipped through it and enjoyed it more. But I found it way too slow and way too dense, and I'm not faulting Georgette Heyer. It is still well-written, and she is still so accurate with the way she depicts this era, like the periods of time she chooses to write in. But holy mackerel, I it would have been like minimum double, triple homicide going on if I had to go to one of those dinners. If I had to sit through one of those actual So you dinners, could see why Gilly liked it. I would have been I would have been scandal central. Like there was no that I could not have been allowed out in society. I would have been locked in the attic. Uh that's who I would have been had I been born to one of those families because there's just no way I could have sat through it. So so freaking boring. So that killed it for me. Yeah. Because Gilly was very and he's not a wet mop. Like he is just a sweet, unassuming boy. But because there wasn't enough fire in him and the fiery characters in the form of Tom and Belinda. Yeah. I just called her the foundling in my brain the whole way through. The fire those two fiery characters didn't give me enough going on. The ones of these, the Georgette Hayers with a male protagonist that I love are when the male protagonist is clever. And Gilly he was not clever, but Gilly he's just was not too, stupid. Yeah. He was not stupid at all. But because he was so I do not wanting to offend and an unassuming kind of submissive is the wrong word. And even passive is the wrong word, but he's just got that quiet personality. It meant that his cleverness was not his primary kind of it wasn't his primary motivation and nor was it his kind of primary character trait, I guess. Mm. And so I wanted I wanted a bit more spunk. His primary character trait is being really nice. Exactly. And that's nice, but nice is also real boring. Um, And no, don't get me wrong, if you had to choose a Georgette Heyer character to actually marry, Gilly's going to be high on the list. (laughs) Like, maybe number one. I've never actually thought about this before, but quite possibly number one. But I don't really read romance novels or even adventure books to read about people I want to, like, wake up to across the breakfast table every day. Do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you want nice and boring and clever and sweet. Like, that's what I want, but that's not what I wanted in my book. I wanted him – I needed a bit more fire from him because he's the one you follow the whole time. So I wouldn't recommend this, but that's why I wouldn't recommend it. So if all of that – if you hear all of that and you're like, no, Kim, I love that kind of thing, we just agree to disagree, then – I'm okay to agree to disagree. I see what there is to like in this book. I am not shocked by people who really enjoy it, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't recommend the audio book. I would say that's – it was well-performed, but I think it might be a trap. But, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Hmm, What do you think? I know. I actually know what you think. Yeah, you know what I think. I I really enjoy The Foundling, but what you said about – (laughs) <laughs> the oh, beginning is I usually start, like I've read it a couple times. You've said I read this about it, more than one Hayes. I read though, it hard like, copy, yeah. yeah, because they take a while. Hayes in general take a while to get going. She spends too long, I think, setting the scene. Yeah. The point that I will pick this up and start reading is sort of when Cousin Matthew comes in. So I'll flick, 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 and be like when Cousin Matthew brings the problem. Yeah. So he goes to visit um, Gideon in the city and they're like having a dinner and then Gideon – I don't actually remember if Gideon's there or not, but at that point, 
I get into it. And then I really enjoy it because Mr. Said, I forgot his name, Swithwin, whatever his name is, the yeah. blackmailer, is so funny. He's great as a character. Fun. And he just, they can't get rid of him. No. Nah. The adventures, all these ridiculous things that happen are just hilarious. And then when they all start trying to go, oh, Gilly's gone. Where's he even gone? And yeah, all gone the people start trying to find him. Tom and Belinda and their antics, I've read it a couple of times and they still make me laugh so hard. So mm. I'm willing, based on the fact that I know that there's this payoff, payoff to forgive it the sort of boring lead up. But because yeah. I've read it once and I like know how long it took and I remember what happened, I just go, flick, 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 right. There's the bit where Matthew is and that's when I start committing myself to the story. So... Like you know, you know how I go. I I would totally recommend it with the caveat that you start on chapter twelve. <laughs> but I would because I think that it's the the rollicking fun times later on are what you will remember when you I read would, it more yes. than because also but don't you read the book. But also, you I wouldn't suggest. It as your first George at No, I would not suggest so this is your you first. Really, this is you'd I'm probably you're be a fan. Turned, yeah, that's right. If you're yeah. a fan of George at Hayer, and I would I would say the same thing. If you're a massive fan of George at Hayer, you generally like all of her work. Why haven't you read this book already? Would be the obvious question. It would question. be because it's the thickest. The font is very tiny. It's a really long George at Hayer. It sure is. But hey, don't let that put you off because you're actually gonna start two thirds in. Shut up. So, just start two thirds in. I would now, recommend first, it. It's just a prologue. You don't even need it. Literally, we've given you, in the spoiler-free summary, we have summarized the first third yeah, of the book. Yeah, so just you. start where, you know, I can't tell you what chapter it is, but just flick until you see him, Cousin Matthew hanging out and mentioning Belinda. a third. When you, the first mention of Belinda, start there. Start there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> like, what's your surname? I don't have one. I don't have one. I'm just Belinda. Okay. <laughs> She's so gormless. That's a great word, gormless. So, Mm. yes, I would recommend it. I do treasure it, but it's one that it's not the first Georgette Hayer I'd pick up. It's one where I'm just like, you know what? I feel like something historical, but I don't really feel like reading a romance novel. Um. Everyone gets it. Every single character in it gets a happily ever after because oh it's goodness, a Georgia Hayer. Yeah. All the knots get beautifully tied yeah. and it makes it me laugh. It is a satisfying book. In it's that satisfying sense, yes. and hilarious. Yes. If boring in the first third. Agreed. So it's uh, not read again from Kimberly. No, it's a read, read again read from again. Amy. It still maintains, like, I haven't read all of Georgette Hare. I'm not as big a Georgette Hare fan as well, I was you as, a, as a kid. Yeah. I, so that's where it's no. come from. But it'll still be, it's still that same one that I will go back and read. Francesca. Yes. Not Francesca. Frederica. Not Fr- Frederica. Thank yeah. you. That's the one, that's the Georgette Hare that I treasure. But this one, not so much. Yeah, but anyway, okay. thank you once again for spending some of your time with us. As ever, we massively appreciate it. And you will hear us again next week when we bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and maybe recommendations. <gasps> maybe not. <gasps> maybe a split decision. Until <gasps> oh. then, though. Happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's 
at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? <laughs> and with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.